Hi, so I haven't recorded in a while, and I've been meaning to. I mean, I tried the other day, and I don't know. I just felt like I was all over the place and didn't do anything with that recording. Um, I'm surprised with how many views or people have listened to the last episode. Because I think it surpassed, like, all my other ones. Aside from, like, my introduction, that's what, like, people have listened to the most. Because I think people will be like, okay, I'll start at the beginning, and then they just give up. (laughs) But, um, yeah, like, I was, like, basically in my last recording, I was going to talk about this certain topic, and then I was like, wait, I don't really know what to say. Like, I should have taken notes, done a little bit of research, and it's not that it has to be extensive or anything. I just want to be organized, you know, and that's what I struggle with. And I'm not, and I guess it's kind of because I'm a perfectionist or whatever, and I'm not trying to, like, put something out there that I'm not, like, I don't know, like, I I want to be proud of it, but then at the same time, I'm like, it's not really a podcast, like, there's nothing professional or, like, really, like, there's not really much of a setup to my podcast, if anything, they're basically, like, me sitting in my car talking to myself while I drive somewhere, or I'm literally just sitting in a parking lot somewhere, you know, but, yeah, like, I don't know, I just, I was talking about how I do want to talk about certain topics, but it would just be more fun to do it with someone else who either knows a little bit more about the topic or just as much, or like, I'm just someone who is interested in it, and then there could be a dialogue between us, you know, and it's entertaining in that way, but also that just comes into that falls on me, you know, where I'm like, I could have easily been reaching out to people and been like, hey, do you want to record something with me? Like, the app I use makes it easy for for me to be able to record with people who don't even live in my area, you know? Like, as long as they have the app, too, like, we're able to do, like, a recorded call kind of thing. And that's really cool, because I don't know about other podcasts, but... I know some of them, they're never, like, they're not always in their same room recording. So they also do a recorded call. But I know other people do Skype or something, and I don't know. I just, I'm not very in tune. I don't really know the technical aspects. Like, I don't even have a theme song. Like, I have wanted to do something like that, and this app offers something like that too but then I'm like uh, I don't want to use anything they have made because then that's like corny or whatever I don't know it's like beggars can't be choosers you know beggars can't be picky I don't know is that no it was the first one I think yeah but anyways yeah like I was gonna talk about dystopian futures and I think that would be an interesting thing but I just need to get myself organized and it's like I stopped the recording and I was like I need to get home and like record or like take some notes down so I can really talk about it even if it is like a 20 minute episode you know I just wanted to be um cohesive because I feel like when I do talk and I listen to myself I'm 
always, I'm that type of person who's like, um, and like, and I pause and I don't know, like people have called me dumb and an airhead because I take so many pauses when I'm talking that they're like, I don't, it's like even, it definitely affects, I think it definitely makes an impression on people because either they like pick up on it and they're just like, oh, she's just like in her head a lot. Or like just waking up and not flowing. Her brain isn't functioning, whatever. And then there are some people who are like, I think you're dumb. And I'm like, I no, I guess kind of and not totally, you know. Like I'm aware now. And then yeah, like there's just this I don't know, whatever, but I do think like I do need a better like speaking voice you know like I I need to be able to be a public a better public speaker is what I'm trying to say see like just trying to get out a concept is like me going around and so not even like going in a straight line it's just like jagged and all over the place and I don't like to come across that way even though I kind of am you know like I can I know I can be organized and I can be simple and to the point and straightforward, but that always requires effort and thought. And I, even practicing a few times, like sometimes the best times I've gotten something across because I've thought about it and I've written it down and I've edited it, you know, and that's when I feel like I've put my best work out there because otherwise then I'm just like, I'm like one long, every time I talk, it's like one long run on sentence, you know, and basically this has been an intro that I'm doing a six minute one on, one run on, one run on sentence. Um, but yeah, sorry about that. Um, and I guess just, it's so awkward for me to just sit here and talk to myself. Like, at first, I thought that was, like, such a weird thing to do, you know? And now I'm, like, more comfortable with it, and there's an ease to it once I get into it. But other times, I'm like, I don't want to sit there alone and just talk to myself. It's kind of sad sometimes. And then there are other times where... um. I don't know, I forgot what I was going to say. But I think you get my point or general idea. And um, what I wanted to talk about today, well, I'm right now, I'm annoyed. Like, I'm getting, I'm on my way to class. And before I leave, I'm, like, having a small breakfast, like, just a half an avocado. I had half a banana and half an avocado. And I'm just like standing in the kitchen eating. And my roommate comes out and tells me that he threw away the pumpkins my boyfriend and I carved together. And I'm like, what the heck? Like that was, I just wish he would have like gave me a heads up before he did it. And then I would have like um, offered a solution, but yeah. Basically, yeah, like, it's still a bit too warm to have, like, 
a vegetable like that sitting out there that is not just gonna like start decomposing right away. And I didn't realize that it was attracting as many bugs as it was, the two pumpkins we carved. So that bummed me out because it's true. Like, I guess he just doesn't want the bugs out there, but it didn't. I didn't even take notice of the bugs because I'm not going out there as much as he is on, on the balcony. And he's, like, going out there, like, once, twice an hour because he's constantly smoking cigarettes. Which I just don't understand how he's constantly doing that. And I don't know, and last night was so strange too. Like a lot of stuff has been going on with my roommate where he's just kind of like manic, you know? And like, I understand he's going through stuff, but last night he came home, he was out of town at the beach and it was just nice to have the place to myself. But once he came home, he's usually pretty like quiet, you know, it's like, He's generally a quiet person, and so am I, but when he is home, like, he does make it known that he's there, you know, like, he'll watch TV kind of loud, or he's listening to, watching something on his computer pretty loudly, and that, you know, doesn't bother me as much, but last night he was, like, banging on things and bumping into the wall, like, if something was going on, and, like, Earlier, him and his girlfriend broke up, and it was kind of like a, it hasn't been like a good, it, they basically had a bad breakup, and leading up to it, there was just a, a break, you know, there were like a few breakups there before the big breakup, and then after the big breakup, she came in one night and was just like, slamming on the like basically just checking to see if she hadn't left anything and picking up a package that got there in her that's hers you know and while she was getting anything else she had left behind she was like slamming the cupboards like she was yeah basically making a ruckus and it was just a bit chaotic because she even like yelled at me and was like if he gave you anything of mine, you better give it to me. And I was like, I really don't have anything of yours. And if I, and to be petty, I was gonna even mention and say like, we definitely have different styles. Like I wouldn't really care for anything you own, you know? Like, I'm sorry. I just, yeah, no, I'm not really sorry, but. I don't blame her, you know, I do think she's in the right, like, my roommate basically wasn't the best, and I think he still has a lot of inner work to do, and it just makes me sad because he is a lot older, and he still has these, like, issues that he's letting, like, overflow into his current relationships, and things are still dysfunctional for him, like, there's something about him that's not putting all the pieces together and even when the answers are right there, the solutions are presenting themselves. Um, he just chooses to ignore them, you know, like he's like, I'm still gonna, he's set in his ways. He is part of an older generation, like he's stubborn, like he's not gonna really improve much. So, you know, whatever, it's, and it's, 
his life isn't mine and it doesn't really affect me aside from like our living situation and that's where I can, you know, like get annoyed with is because his personal life is seeping over into our living situation and I don't know, like I've definitely thought about moving out, not just recently, but like I've never fully felt comfortable living with him. I've never, I don't think I'm ever going to feel 100% comfortable living with a man unless like we're in a romantic relationship and there's 100% mutual trust between us. But I think that's something I need to still work on is trusting men. That's, that's a sad thing, you know, whatever. But moving on, um, I just haven't had the best experience. Like, I, it was, wasn't really what I thought it was going to be. He basically was like, I just need someone to have a sit apartment sit and I'm going to be traveling a uh, traveling a lot and it would be reassuring to have someone there also looking after my dog you know and yeah basically the first six months I lived I've lived there he was constantly there never really traveled maybe once and then later on like he and his latest ex-girlfriend did do some traveling here and there but they were never be gone that long never a full week even just some days here and there and so I don't know even when they were gone two or three days it just never felt like it was enough I like really did enjoy my alone time from him Anyways, um, that's not the whole point of this thing. I guess I'm just venting because I'm ups- not totally upset, but I'm just, like, bummed out about the pumpkins. And all, and all he said is, like, just go get some more, like, if it was a nothing, you know? Like, we didn't just get pumpkins from a grocery store. Like, we went to the pumpkin patch and looked around and chose our pumpkins, you know, and... It's nice that we have the memory, but obviously, I'm a little attached to the... I wasn't ready to let them go. I knew they were going to be there only for a little bit of time, but whatever. Um, But yeah, like, I, I've been seeing some stuff. Yeah, to move on and talk about what I wanted to talk about is... There's been some Discord... Uh, I'm trying to pass this person that I've seen on Twitter about sex positivity and basically, you know, uh, how, oh yeah, the big thing that's brought up this discourse is that apparently the percentage of men not having sex has increased. I forgot the specifics, but I just wanted to, like, briefly touch on it, you know, because there are some people I follow and then some tweets related to that that came up talking about how, you know, like, we should be more sex positive and offer solutions. So that is, it it is easier for people to have sex who are interested in having sex, you know, and I, like, definitely agree with that. Like, I think it's, um... In a way, it is a little worrisome that um, there are 
And I guess just because people are not having sex doesn't mean they're sexually repressed. But I have a suspicion that the majority of them are sexually repressed, you know? And that's my own opinion. So whatever, you can go ahead and do that with that as you want. Obviously, it's not like a a source, um, peer-reviewed opinion or article, you know, it's it's my opinion. But um, from what I've also experienced, you know, I think a lot of men are very much sexually repressed. I mean, it's not just men, it is people in general. And I think part of it is tied to trauma. It's either you were traumatized or experienced some kind of uncomfortable upbringing that made you a sexual deviant or the opposite where you're this total prude, you know? Or you're definitely, or the other one, I guess, is where you're like just totally fearful of sex and it's just not something you're necessarily interested in. And then I know some people are definitely like asexual they're just not really interested and I think that's valid and more than fine you know like I'm I believe that you know I definitely do believe there are some people just who are just not interested in sex because I've definitely gone through phases where I'm like I really don't want to be intimate with people but um yeah, like, and it made me think about, oh, and then the other argument that I saw and I kind of side with, or I definitely, I'm not kind of, but I do agree with, or, like, um, this person I follow on Twitter, she was talking about how, yeah, like, the less men are having sex, but, like, is that necessarily a bad thing or, like, the men who are having sex with most of them still don't even deserve to be having sex, you know? And she was just making all these counterpoints and saying, like, a lot of men and the way they act and the what they believe and put out in the world still aren't worthy of being, you know, receiving sex. But, like, because of the patriarchy and women, you know, giving in to the needs of men they're having access to it and having access to women when clearly a lot of these men need to work on themselves then i'm not saying they should never have sex or be punished in any way like i just do think a lot of people do need to work on themselves before they're physically intimate with other people you know because you never know how perfect like how damaging you can be towards another person with your own conflict you know you never know how that comes across. And I do think a lot of my own issues and traumas regarding men have been around with men who are just kind of unaware that they were projecting all these things onto me. And then like, like their own issues, either with sexuality and sex and insecurities with this or that, all these, all this negativity was projected onto me and it damaged me in a way where I like perceived it as that. I didn't see, I didn't have the awareness to be like, oh, this person's hurt or like gone through things or not fully secure with about this or that, that they are like going to be able to have healthy contextual sex with me. That's respectful, you know, mutually. And um, I don't, that kind of sounds like, I don't, 
hopefully that doesn't sound corny or anything, but, like, I did allow a lot of men who shouldn't have ever had access to me have access to me and not in my own fault, you know, in my my own naive, my own naivety, naivety, oh my god, I can't even talk. Because of my own foolishness, I, like, got hurt, you know, and, like, I can't, I can't take accountability to that degree, but, like, I know a lot of it, a lot of what I experienced wasn't called for, you know, like, I think a lot of sex was coercive, which was, which is technically rape. I was actually physically raped. Even when I said no, or, like, please stop, you know, like, I'm uncomfortable, this is hurting, like, there's times, yeah, like, there's specifically one time where, like, I was, like, please stop, and he was, like, you, like, I, this already feels so good, like, I, pretty close, like, can we not stop, and I was, like, I, like, I really have been trying to hold it together, and I, I'm only speaking up because, like, this is unbearable, like, it's unbearable pain for me right now, and he was, and I was, like, and if you keep continue to go like this it is technically rape you know and then he was to what he responded to in my surprise and mind you that we're having sex in the car like this is not a romantic thing I fully agreed to be like okay this is just a hookup and I really don't care like this guy's just kind of hot and I I don't know what's going on with me but this is what I want at the moment and then halfway through I was like this is it was hot we're both drenched in sweat, like, uncomfortable. Like, I don't even know how he's enjoying this act. But, yeah, like, he's, like, what he responds to me saying, please stop, and, like, this is unbearable. He's, like, I've already been accused of rape, and I, like, just dealt with all the legal proceedings with it. And I guess he was basically... Uh, insinuating that he's like registered as a sex offender and he was like and like at the, I think at the time too I was like maybe 23, 24 and he was like I don't know maybe no I was yeah 24, 25 and I think he's like 21 himself and I'm like what the heck is going on where you're like only 21 years old and you're already have this on your record, like, you've already been violating other people, obviously, or forcing yourself on them, you know? And he's like, please don't, like, make this any more difficult for me. Like, I'm already, I've already gone through it. And I'm like, clearly, you haven't learned your lesson. And I'm at this point where I'm like, either he's just going to force himself on me and not care Or, like, I'm going to have to struggle to get out of here. So I just kind of, like, gave up and let him finish. Which is horrible, you know? And I, like, tried to, like, in a way, let it go and just be like, well, yeah, like, I did put myself in that situation. And and then nothing, like, aside from, like, the physical pain at the moment, I wasn't hurt beyond that, you know? And, like, I don't really have to talk or see this guy ever again. 
but like it scared me that he was out there and I know he was gonna potentially do it again, you know? And, you know, that's like a horrific thing that that's out there and that's happening and it just, you know, like it does bring forth the sex positivity and I do think there's like a nuance now with that phrase sex positivity because people think like that means encouraging people to be overly sexual and like um, be like, I don't know, just constantly identify with a sexuality and make their personality a sexuality, you know, their sexuality. And I don't think that's what it, it definitely is not sex positivity. That's not exact, definitely not what it means. It basically, you know, like I'm sure anyone who's listening to this does know what that means. And to me, sex positivity is like, just being open and honest about sex, having no shame, discussing it, especially with people you're close to, like your parents and your peers, you know, like people you can feel comfortable confiding in. It doesn't have to be this shameful thing. And I just do think a lot of us hide behind this shame because either religion or parents own like issues with sexuality and sex that like fucked us up, you know? And I just wish everyone was a lot more open and I wish religion and all these other institutions and or and things at play, you know, stopped trying to like demonize sex and people's sexuality because like human beings are sexual beings, you know. I, when it comes down to it, the majority are sexual beings. Not everyone, obviously, but for the majority, yeah, it is. And it's, like, even, I guess that's why it's so awkward for, like, people to come out as asexual and interact with others, you know, because, or be perceived others because, like, everyone is so deeply, like, attached with their own trauma of what sexuality is supposed to be, you know? Like, I think even, like, the average person really isn't comfortable with it. And I do think it's only, like, a small percentage that are, like, actually cool and relaxed about and comfortable with their sexuality and their identity and that, because I think it takes a while of like self-discovery or either like being brought up in a setting that you were able to always be open and comfortable with that. And like, it was very, if anything, just educational and supportive and anything but shameful, you know? And I know I just wish the world was more like that and especially people who want to have families they want they should be able to like tell themselves I'm gonna have to have all these difficult or not necessarily difficult but like awkward conversations and they don't even have to be awkward you know and with that it definitely makes me think of you know um Brave New World where like I think one of the things that stood out to me on Twitter and I think a lot of other people, because I this person tweeting this thread, she I don't I should just have myself more organized so I can like pull up these tweets and just like reference them and mention their at and stuff. But she was saying like sex should be more accessible to those people who are having sex and like what is wrong with that? If we are educate if there was more sex ed, you know, out there, and we were having these discussions and services for people, 
and that sexuality or sex work shouldn't be like demonized and criminalized. Like it should be legal. And those, yeah, like, and I guess like it would help provide those who have all this awkwardness, like pay for service that isn't just like this shameful thing where it's like, oh, I'm paying for sex, but like, this is an educational experience for me. Like, it's not really going to happen. It's not that it's an impossible thing, but like, I guess these people feel so awkward enough where they're like, never, they're not comfortable enough to approach anyone romantically, anyone they're romantically interested in to be like, hey, I want to have sex with you. But it's going to be awkward because I'm inexperienced and I don't really know what to do. So I expect you to teach me or be patient with me because a lot of people aren't patient, you know, and a lot of people. And I think a lot of what causes all these like awkward and attachments is that you do want to you don't want to feel judged or like you're doing a bad job at being intimate with someone, you know. And if you do feel that way, it causes, like, this, it can cause this, like, attachment, you know, like, I guess traumatize this person, but maybe not traumatize, but, you know, they're going to hold on to these things for a while. I know. Is that trauma? Yeah, it is. But, yeah, like, I guess this person who's awkward is going to have a first time awkward experience and then maybe they're gonna have more awkward experiences and they're like does this ever get better like is sex ever enjoyable I don't know but like I do think if you pay for a service from a sex worker like you can um get through a lot of that and I think that is a very much a possible solution that could be put out there and I think a lot of people don't realize that because there is all this shaming with sex work and sex workers And I get that in some cultures, yeah, like, when a young guy is essentially considered a man, their parent, their dad, and, you know, in a machismo, patriarchal thing, like, or I don't know, even their friends will, like, pay a prostitute to, like, have sex with their friend or whatever to take their virginity, their friend, their son, whatever, and... I don't know, like, does that really, like, treating it, like, as a joke or, like, kind of, like, I don't know, just, like, as a frivolous thing, is that really helpful? Not really. I do think people should be more considerate of, like, what this could possibly do. And maybe, yeah, there is some positive outcomes where, like, these men do learn because they're, like, do learn something or take out of it because they're with an experience person for the first time, you know, but it's, like, I don't know. Nowadays, even, like, hookup culture, as repulsive as it seemed to me, like, I still was, like, I am most attractive to, like, a lot less experienced guys, like, and, like, now that I'm getting older and these younger people that I never even looked at are paying attention to me more, like, I'm more visible to them in a way that I didn't think I was. Like, they're, they know I'm more experienced and, like, that's more appealing to them. And it's just, like, why do I always have to be the patient and nice person who's, like, 
holding this person's hand and helping them learn when I don't really want to experience that. I Sex for me is something that sh- is more about mutual pleasure. I want to be someone who's on with on my level who's considerate, considerate and like respectful of me, you know, and cares about my pleasure as much as I care about his, you know. But I don't know. I just do think, especially even with hookup culture, there's so much like negativity even in that. It's like people are looked at as pieces of me. Everyone's objectifying themselves to a degree when it comes to hookup culture, you know, and I get it. Like, you're horny, so you're not really thinking about the ramifications of anything else. You just want to get laid. But I don't know. I do think there is, like, this, like, disregard to sex and our sexualities and, like, a lot of the everything attached to it you know it's like when it can it ever be educational I don't know a lot of people don't allow that space or the opportunity to come into play you know when it comes to sex like we need to be able to have conversations even with someone who you're gonna have casual sex with like what are you comfortable with what are you not like what is okay what isn't like are we compatible and what we both like instead of just like thinking you're hot, I'm hot, let's have sex, you know. And I still do think, you know, aside from that, even people who are, like, willingly playing into hookup culture, not just the hookup culture, but just, like, having casual sex, like, there's still shame attached to it. I know a lot of people, they're like, I was just horny, but now I'm never going to, like, talk to this person or see them again, and I'm going to block them everywhere or on the app I found them on because I'm ashamed that I did this thing with them, you know, and I'm, like, ashamed that I'm attracted to them or what we did. It was shameful to me, even though I enjoyed it at the moment. I don't know. It's just, it's so bizarre to me, and it definitely, I don't know, it definitely made me, all of this definitely makes me think of Brave New World, and that's what I've been trying to get out of. It's talking about Brave New World, and I don't know, there's just, like, this weird, attachment I had to that book and read the whole experience of it because I had to read it in high school and we read it together as a class out loud you know we all like did popcorn reading or like read down each row you know down the line everyone had to go at some point but I'd always read ahead and I'd like I don't know in a way like I was so deeply confused but also fascinated with the book because I was like it's in the future but it just seems like it's um like so primal you know it's like this simplified future where like all these people care about now is like sex and it's not even about like having families or reproduction but in a way I feel like that was taking like sex positivity to a maximum, like a to a what's the word radical point, you know. And it, I think that is the whole point of the book, you know, where it's like, oh, if we're too comfortable with our sexualities, like then that's all we're gonna be focused on, and then like our society is gonna be all about sex, and then not about making meaningful connections anymore. And I'm like, oh my god, like give me a break, like that's what annoyed me 
where it's like, in a way, people can take Brave New World as a cautionary tale, but, or just see it as it is a story about a dystopian future, you know. But I don't know, it's like the main character in this is like, oh, I like have a, a special connection. With, I'm trying to make a special connection with someone like, why do I long for this? Like, this isn't what is normal. Like, I don't just want to have sex with this person. I want to like make a connection and share experiences together. And he's all like having this whole thing about it, you know, and it's like, he runs away and like comes across all this. I don't know he's basically on an adventure, you know, and then it's like in the end, I think he kills himself or something. But I don't know. It's just like it's a very like daunting ending where it's like there was really no like good resolution from what I remember. I might have to reread it, but am I probably going to? I don't know. Maybe, but maybe not. <laughs> um, it's just interesting where it's like, I do, it just seems like society is heading in that way. Not that I'm like alarmed or see the full proof that we are, you know, but like, in a way, I think we're already there, you know, where it's like, that is hookup culture where it's like also meaningless. And people forget that even you can enjoy casual sex and it can be mutually respectful and there doesn't have to be the shame and, like, disrespect attached to it. And people still don't want to let that go because, like, so many of us were not taught anything, really, or about sex and how positive it can be and enjoyable, you know? It's, like, people also get attached to this idea that, like, you can only have really enjoyable, respect full sex with someone you know really well and I mean technically that is true the more you know someone and the more you trust them the more likely sex can be good but I don't know you can also just like not be as sexually attracted to each other or you know whatever like even with someone who you feel comfortable around with you might not feel so sexually adventurous with them because you think it's going to ruin your dynamic with of the relationship you have with them and it doesn't have to be that way you just have to be able to communicate with each other openly you know but I don't know I don't want to keep going and I just thought it was interesting to talk about all this especially when when it's you know like there is this like um discourse around men and not having sex and incels you know and a lot of the times it is men hurting and damaged men you know are damaging society you know like hurt people hurt people and I think a lot of people don't look at it that way they're like looking at these men like they're evil and I mean I guess they kind of are but it's like how do we get there you know and how do they get to that point like what could we what as a society could we have done to make that situation less possible, you know? And I guess I get why some people are like, that's not my responsibility. I don't care for others. I just care about myself. But that's not even like, whatever. I just don't care for that perspective right now, you know? But yeah, I'll leave it at that. Like, I have to wrap it up and get on with class, so... 
Um, if you've made it this far, thank you for listening. Um, I'll be back sometime soon. But yeah, you'll hear from me.